Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 388, I am welcoming in studio in my office, Tony Collier. Now I have the first of all, the health, the stability, the mental and emotional stability to be able to calm myself down and not yell and not scream and not become my dad to my daughter and my now new son. And so it's just beautiful what happens in your future when you go back and heal your past. It's just, it is profound, honestly. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, we don't want to go back. Well, I think we just have to for the sake of our kids, mostly. Tony is such a fun guest to have on the show. She came on a few years ago, and this time she is sharing even more vulnerably about healing her past and moving forward with hope. And I know the tone of this conversation is fun. We have a great time together, but I think that's the key, right? It's that Tony was brave to do the work to figure out what was going on in her so she would stop being the kind of parent she didn't want to be and start being the kind of parent she wanted to be. And so if anything, I hope it's an encouragement to you if you are bumping into some patterns or some um, brokenness from your past as you parent that you can get the help that you need. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Tony, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Hey. I'm so excited to be here. Where do we look when we're in person? I don't know. We just know. stare deep into each look other's into eyes. into my soul. It's <laughs> called the gaze. Oh, man. I mean, three years. <laughs> three years to the month. How How's it been? I'm kidding. <laughs> man, three years. A lot has happened. A lot has happened. I birthed a whole human for the second time. I heard there was this like bug going around. And the world oh, shut down. Oh my, that happened. <laughs> yeah. Civil unrest, political division. A few things. Just a few. And you wrote a book. And I wrote a book. <laughs> and I wrote a and whole wrote. entire book and launched a podcast. And this is just good. Everything's happening all at one time. But so when you came on the show, yeah. all right, you told us your story. So if y'all mm-hmm. really, Tony's new, no one's heard of you, which yeah. these people know you. These people know. You go back and listen to that. Yeah. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. It'll be great. It'll be great. Today, one yeah. area of your story we're going to cover is, mm. so you single parented your daughter, Dylan, for yep. a couple years. A couple years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're healing from childhood trauma. Abuse. Which, abuse. Church hurt. Poverty. Mm. I so, mean. Just a couple things. Just a few and you're parenting and you're then you're remarrying, which yeah. is a whole thing. It is a whole thing. To bring in another parent. Human being. Human being into the story. <laughs> yeah. And you're moving forward and you're having another baby. I'm sure that. Was a lot. Brings up more trauma. trauma. Uh-huh. <laughs> Triggers. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So a lot of listeners can relate to this that never yeah. talk about it. 100%. And they'll reach out and they'll say, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to do this while I'm parenting. Yeah. Things are coming out. Yep. I'm leaking. Sideways. <laughs> You're leaking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to us even about that, the yeah. leaking, because you talk about that in this book. Yeah, I do. I, I talk about it because I, I think one of the things that hurts us the most mm. is 
stuffing and numbing all of our emotions, all the things that we've been through while trying to raise our kids. The lie that we have convinced ourselves that is true is that we can isolate our pain. We can isolate our hurts and we're just like, okay, that happened to me as a child. I've only got these wounds as a child, so I'm just gonna stuff them under there. But we leak. We, If we are unhealthy or toxic in any way, we're unhealthy and toxic. Moms, parents, wives, coworkers, friends, all the things. And so what happens unfortunately when we try to numb is that it spills over at some point and it spills over in a way that we can't control it. Mm. We can't safeguard our people, the ones that we love, our kids from it. And so I think it's time for us to talk about it, okay? <laughs> so that we can stop doing that, okay? So, yeah, stuffing and numbing isn't working. It's not working, guys. There is a reason why you just popped off on your kid at a freaking lollipop that got stuck to the blanket. like. Maybe there's something there from your childhood where your parents were really embarrassed when you dropped something or when you did something and they blew up at you and you're harboring all that anger and now your kid did it and now you're triggered and now you're them. Yeah. The people that you don't want to be. The you thing you vowed. The th I, I will, will never. never. We're jinxing all over the place. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> but it's real. Yeah. It's so real. It's the most real is yeah. how we become the parents we don't want to be. Yeah. It's like I loathe it. Mm. Like I, I get so angry at myself. There's like zero kindness and compassion for the Tony that act like her dad to her kids because mm. I know, and I mean, I know the listeners know, the effects of the negative things that your parents did consciously or subconsciously. Like we know the effects because we're living in them. Yeah. And we don't want that for our kids so bad, but we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Whilst we heal it. Mm. But in order to heal it, we have to name it. And we gotta stop hiding. And yeah. Yeah. The the hiding. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So here's what I was thinking about. Let's do it. You see how the house looks amazing? It does look amazing. Okay. Gosh, things you are know folded. What, you know what didn't look amazing yesterday? <laughs> My house. My house. Do you know what every surface was covered in? clutter i love that i took everything out of this room That's and it so covered good. every surface of my house and you know who invited over to help me who my friend Catherine. Um, Catherine. so i thought it was interesting that yeah. i'm like yeah Catherine, you can come in okay you can be amongst all of my trash uh -huh. and my stinky shoes and literally and like yeah garbage yeah and help me sort through it mm. and package it up and move it yeah. out and clear it out yeah. But Tony, mm -mm. I met her once. I don't know. We're online friends. Like? I want to present my best. Yeah, that's good. So we do this. Yep. I'm of course with our kids, but I think in with people in order to heal. Yeah. In order to stop hiding. Yeah. We have to present our junk mm. to someone. Oh, that's good. So who is how do we what's well, the what's the W's, the who, what, when, where? Ooh, who, what, when, where? Of okay, it. Here's what I love so much about your example. Like Catherine is your people. Yeah. Catherine's probably really safe in your mind. Mm -hmm. Not to say I'm not a safe person, but you don't know that yet. Okay. I'm yeah. just a sandwich friend right now. We just enjoy sandwiches together, okay? <laughs> but I think that's the key. You know, I I think we have to build safe community that can look us in the eye and say, I know all your mess. I know everything that you've mm -hmm. done and I still love you the same. You know, Brene mm -hmm. Brown says we are imperfect. We're wired for struggle, but we're still worthy of love and belonging. Mm -hmm. Well, how much more does it mean to be worthy of love and belonging when someone knows all your stuff? Right. That they still show up and even they when they know up. that. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know all your stuff. I know your stinky, smelly shoes. And I just love you so much. And it doesn't discount you mm -hmm. from my love, from my withness. I will be with you. Mm -hmm. And 
What's interesting is that I get people ask all the time because in the book we talk about this idea that even Jesus had circles, like different layers of friends where his like close intimate circle was just him and God. Like it just wasn't no one else in that little circle. And then outside of that, there were three disciples that he brought in close. And outside of that, the other disciples, et cetera. And when I look back over my life and I think about, man, like, why didn't I have a healthy community around me when I was going through divorce, when I was trying to, you know, be a single mom? Well, the truth is I had unhealthy community filling those spaces. Mm -hmm. And so for some of us, we have to take a little look at the people we currently have surrounding us and really ask the question, like, are these my safe people? Because Mm -hmm. I need safe people to be able to present all my junk in a safe space, start to name it, feel the freedom to really go after it and heal it. Yeah. So it's But we important. say that word, safe. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. First of all, safe is sexy right now. Yeah, that word sounds, yeah, sounds good. Sounds it's like, nice. Mm, also safe. They say so safe, safe. But safe to you doesn't seem to be safe to me. And vulnerable, <laughs> when I was looking at the root of it, it means uh-huh. to wound. Yeah, surprise. Open, here, here's to what's open interesting. open yourself to, to wounding. To open yourself to wounding. Yeah. So you're being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To safe people. That doesn't make sense. I know. It's crazy. Well, first of all, let me say this. I think there's something that we need to differentiate. Authenticity yeah. and then vulnerability and transparency. Two very different things. Okay, tell me I'm going to come into your space and I'm going to be my authentic self. Because at this point, I don't care. Okay? I'm going to be me through and through country loud, a little bit crazy, about three old fashions away from skinny dipping and losing it all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's who I am. And I'm uncomfortable with that. That's my authentic self. Yeah. But... When we are vulnerable, when we are transparent, that's a whole different level. It's not just about you being yourself. It's about you opening your hardest, deepest, painful things up to Mm. people who have the potential to hurt you. But the wounding is helpful to understand when you understand how your brain processes pain and wounding. The truth is in order for us to experience the greatest amount of joy, we have to allow ourselves to experience the greatest amount of pain. It is the same neural pathways, okay, okay. to experience both. And when we do that and we get people to walk along with us, there is something about the resiliency in our minds, in our bodies that allows us to keep experiencing pain, but not for it to take us out. For us to say, okay, I've got an imperfect part of my relationship. I have like safe, close friends that who have hurt me in the past, Mm -hmm. not because they wanted to, but because... They're human and they're imperfect and we're different, et cetera. But when you're in a safe space with people, you get apologies, you get compassion, you get nurturing, and you get a mending of the rupture that's happened in your relationship. Yeah. So that was a lot of information, but. So what I hear is in order to be vulnerable, you're opening yourself up to wounding. Yep. But the safeness is you're Mm -hmm. with people who are not going to take advantage. Correct. For further harm, intentional harm. Yeah. We will hurt people, but yeah. intentionally harming yep. and not repairing. These are the people. Getting dressed has been so much easier now that I know my colors and my style. And with Stitch Fix, I can even put my sizes into my profile and So when I go on there, whether it's through their instant store there or whether I have them send me items to try on at home, I know what I'm going to get is going to be right for me. It's going to fit right and it's going to be my style. And so when I go to my closet trying to figure out what to wear, I know that everything is going to look good and it's going to look good together. If you have been looking for a style partner, then I want to introduce you to Stitch Fix. You get to go on there, answer a few questions about what where you typically like to shop 
what you like to wear, your price range, and they will show you a wide range of sizes from extra small to 3XL. You'll find your perfect fit. They have a thousand brands and styles. And the good news is if you want to, if you're busy with your work outside the home or in home or with lots of little kids and you just can't get to the store, you can try the pieces on at home before you buy and just keep what you love, send back the rest, shipping, returns, and exchanges that are always free. And there's no subscription. So if you just need a refresh as you're heading into the holidays or into the new year, you can schedule a fix to be sent your way. You are in control. I bought an amazing set of boots that I have literally worn two or three times a week this fall through Stitch Fix. I get so many compliments about them and it's because they're in my style and I immediately got my size and they came next day. So right now, Stitch Fix is offering my listeners $20 off their first fix at stitchfix.com forward slash DMA. That's stitchfix.com forward slash DMA for $20 off stitchfix.com forward slash DMA. So when you're saying you, when you were going through all of your hard seasons and you Mm. looked around, you're like, I'm with unsafe people, you realize they're not helping me get better. They're making the problem worse. 100%. Okay. And, and let's be honest, like I can take some responsibility in that. I had some weaknesses. Yeah. You know, I had drugs in my past and I mean, there was a moment when, you know, I couldn't be alone with my own brother. Because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm going to do drugs and I don't want to do drugs anymore because I don't want to numb anymore. Like I want to live a free life. Mm -hmm. And so for a season, I had to transition him to another level of my circles. And that's okay. Which is tricky family. Oh my gosh, so tricky. This is going to come out. We're heading into like the holidays where family is required sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, their presence is required. Right. But where they are in your um, circles of friendship and family is not a requirement. So how do you manage that? Boundaries. Like what? Okay. Boundaries that are strong enough to keep the bad stuff out, permeable enough to let the good stuff in. Okay. So what does that look like with your brother? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with my dad because- Okay. Let's go. Because it was easy for my brother, honestly. I'm like, he's living his life. I'm living my life. It's like, I can't go over there by myself. It's all good. That's on me. But my dad, however, who I longed for the longest to accept me and love me and who I like, just, I love him. I love him to death was very difficult. When I got a divorce, I remember my dad calling me and just cursing up a storm. So angry, so mad. Because embarrassed. I told you so. I told you not to marry that man. Mm. Then I'm going to come and I'm going to kill him. I mean, so many things, you know? It got intense. So much anger. Well, I remember I was at a friend's house and I was in her bathroom on the phone with my dad. And I come out and she's like, who are you talking to? I was like, yeah, it was my dad. I'm like cursing, yelling. We're like going back and forth. I'm like, stop talking to me like that. Well, there was a moment in my healing journey when I said, part of the reason why I married a verbally abusive man is because I had a verbally abusive father. Mm. I perpetuated that cycle and it showed up again in my life and I had to heal those areas. Well, you cannot heal in the place or with the people who broke you in the first place. Mm. And so I had to sit down with my dad at IHOP in Houston, Texas. I'll never forget and say, I want you in my life. I want you close to me. I I want like everything that you can offer as a father. However, Mm. you can't talk to me like that anymore. Mm. I'm healing now. I want my daughter Dylan to have a better life. And so it just is what it is. And so we're not going to do phone calls until you can figure out how to stop cursing and stop doing this. Thankfully for me, and it's not everyone's story, my dad changed, but there was a boundary there. I'm not talking to my yeah. dad as often. You're like, I'm. this is the boundary. If we talk, this is how it has to go. Yeah, period. If you continue this way, we're not talking. We're not talking. Okay. It's hard. Yeah. 
I did a whole episode with Townsend on boundaries and oh, in-laws. Yes. So if y'all want to go listen to that Circle situation. Back. Circle back. <laughs> go listen and come back. Oof. Because, okay, so that's going up on the relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boop, boop. And then it, it trickles down, like we said. Well, then what happens is I realize, one, I'm worthy of kind words. Mm. And so is my daughter. Mm, so are the people that preach. I love. Yeah. It's, I that's mean, it's real. it's beautiful. It's, I, now I have the, first of all, the health, the stability, the mental and emotional stability to be able to calm myself down and not yell and not scream and not become my dad to my daughter and my now new son. And so it's just beautiful what happens in your future when you go back and heal your past. It's just, it is profound, honestly. Mm -hmm. And for many of us, we don't want to go back. But I think we just have to for the sake of our kids, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading, this happens. Do you ever have this where it's like a dated devotional and you're like oh that was exactly right a little god wink and in my cleaning up okay when you were getting the dust bunnies I out i found my new morning mercies by paul david tripp have you read oh, this book no i, I haven't oh so okay oh you found a thing and november 3rd okay oh, it's all about how do you measure your capability by your previous successes and failures or by the boundless resources of grace that are yours in Christ. And I was like, capability, capability, like capable. Am mm. I capable? Ooh. And so often I think the reason mm. we don't go back Uh-oh. is we feel like it is a value statement. Ooh. I failed in the past. Mm. If I own that, if I talk about it, I'm only as good as that. <gasps> it creates a ceiling in people's minds. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I'm only as capable. And it says, the measure of the infusion of God's grace is that you haven't been left to your track record. You aren't restricted to your limited collection of personal spiritual resources. Rather, in Christ, you've been given both a new identity and a new potential. Mm. You know? You know? New mercies every day or he, something Even like in our broken surroundings where you live. What did he give you? He gave you himself. <gasps> It's a change of location. It's a whole situation. It's like, wow. I know in my own healing journey, there was a moment in prayer where I saw myself, and it seems kind of cheesy, but this was how it was. I want it. I saw myself in this matted, dirty fur coat, Mm. and I was clinging it. I was was clinging it. I could not picture myself taking it off, Mm. because what would I be without it? (gasps) I love this. So I couldn't imagine Mm. a new identity, a new Christ-informed worth. A new little faux fur. Gosh. Or just a ball gown. I don't know. Something amazing. I don't know. It felt safer to stay stay in the matted, dirty fur coat than have that split second of nakedness and unknown. Oh my goodness. So I think we do That's that. That's really powerful. Don't you think we oh, do no, this? Oh no, 100%. I and I think we do it for so many reasons. I've obviously like newness, change, innovation, like it's hard. Like no, it just sound, is yes. what it is. It, it doesn't sound cute. Maybe fun sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Maybe like over there five years down the line. But yeah. like these first early days are treacherous, okay? Yeah. And the truth is I think more people need to understand that the healing journey, like ripping mm. off the band-aids of old wounds, like it's painful and it's not linear. I mean, I write about in the first part of the book, I write about like being curled up. This is such a vivid memory. 
being curled up in a ball at the bottom of my stairs, literally pleading for God to take the pain away. Take it away, take it away, take it away, please. Like God, do something. You have to do something. Why does my story have to be so hard? At the end of that chapter, I literally tell people I was actually like in the healing journey. This wasn't before I decided to go to a counseling office. Mm -mm, Shoddy low, okay? (laughs) This was after. This is when I started ripping the Band-Aids off because what happens is when we're in trauma, when we're in pain, we're just numbing, we're just surviving. And so we don't really feel the effects of it until we put a mirror up to it and say there could be better. Mm. I could change. I could have Mm. more hope. I could develop new, safe, you know, beautiful relationships. When we look back at the pain, it's like, oh, this really sucks that that happened to me. Like, was I that unworthy that someone would be so unsafe with me? Or, I mean, just all the things. And so, yeah. But I think that's where hope comes in. Mm-hmm. Hope is essentially just believing that it could get better. Mm. And I think that when you have hope, you could be in a valley, you could be in the matted fur coat and say, I can take this off because I actually believe that it can get better. There can be more. There can be more. I don't have to follow these same patterns. Nope. Because here I'm curious about, since I haven't talked to you, okay. since having your new baby. Oh my. What did come up as you're going through pregnancy again and you're with a wonderful husband this time? Oh my gosh. And you're like, you've never done a boy before. Yeah. So there's so much newness. Yeah. This is funny. Literally yesterday I was in Target and Mm. I was just getting some like last minute things. He's like doing um, rice cereal and stuff now. And I went down this aisle and I saw like the cutie little like honest diapers They've got all kinds. I don't even know. They're just so cute. Sponsored like, by Honest oh, Diaper. It's not. But look, hey, you can sponsor yeah, something hey, if you want, want to. Come on down. Come on, call me. And they're just so cute. And I like grab a box. And I literally, I may cry about this. I didn't need them, first of all. We have three diapers, like, like size three. We're fine. Like we have boxes and boxes. But the fact that I could, mm. the fact that if I just wanted to get cute little diapers with these little koalas on them and I could afford it to just get an extra box of diapers. It blows my mind when for my daughter, I was on WIC and food stamps. I was drinking coffee for breakfast and lunch. I was at this uh, parenting community center And I would go and take these classes and they would give us these little raffle tickets and we could go shop in like the hand-me-down closet. And that's how we got diapers. And that's how we got all the things. And I'm just like, I could like, I could buy as many diapers as forever. I don't even know. It, it hurts to think that I went through that. And my daughter will know it one day when she reads the book and she reads all the things. But, but right now I bear the pain of the memories Mm. but it just makes it so much sweeter when i pick this box of diapers up and say i know where i've been yeah and i know what god has done and i can keep looking back at the past and i can keep bringing the past onto podcast and radio interviews and in a book because i know the goodness of god and it is worth it to look back at the pain to see the glory and redemption now it's worth it Mm. so yeah it's so different and my husband isn't that oh my gosh he was so cute worship music on just me and him in the I mean, labor just, and delivery oh yeah labor and delivery room because when you had dylan uh, how old were you oh my gosh 22 baby 
Little babies baby, baby. having babies. Oh my gosh, didn't even know who I was. Yeah. And three days before she was born, her dad lost his job. Oh my god! I mean, it was treacherous. I breastfed out of necessity, not because I really wanted to. Now I like choose. I mean, I it's mean, just nuts. Like how different. It's crazy. And, it's beautiful. And it's nuts. And, it, and like you're saying, it brings up emotions and yeah. it brings up yeah. some pain. Yep. Yeah. 100%. And it's this thing of like, we so often want to compartmentalize emotions, yeah. but you can hold this pain and this joy simultaneously. Hurt and hope can coexist. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. They can. Hurt and hope can coexist. We can hold some of the just darkest parts of our story and then we can hold light because light only serves its purpose in the darkness and it's just good it's so good so how has dylan oh sweet little girl is she like is she felt like not replaced because she's old enough for sure yeah it has been one of the most beautiful things i've seen oh my daughter dylan has had so many behavioral challenges we won't go into details to protect her but it's been hard. It's been a really hard journey for her. And we're living on the offense, not the defense. We put her in therapy. She loves it, girl. She'd be her. She's like, I need to go to my room. I'm on with my counselor. I'm like, okay, mom. Okay, girl. Um, when we first got home, she cried when she saw her brother. When we got home from the hospital, she just cried. I mean, she was like, I can't even believe I'm crying. I need to like send you that video. It's the cutest. And she's like, there are tears in my eyes. I can't believe it. She cried when we told her that I was pregnant. I mean. Cried out of joy. Like joy. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I love my, oh my gosh. Like, I prayed about this. You know, I asked God for this. Mm. I mean, yeah. Mm. And then two weeks into him being home, she comes to me and she goes, mom, I'm jealous. I said, okay, that took a sharp <laughs> turn there. But you know what's beautiful about that? The reason why she was able to tell me that she was jealous is because she feels safe with me. Yeah. And I think there were years when I don't think Dylan felt safe with me. I wasn't emotionally available. Mm. I was tired. I was leaking. I was arguing with her dad all the time. And um, so it was like redemptive to be able to look her in the eye and say, oh, I get that. Like, I see that emotion. Like, I see. Tell me some of the reasons why you think you're jealous. What? Like, I didn't even have language like that before. Yeah. Well, that came from me sitting across from a counselor saying, okay, Tony, like, tell me some reasons why you're so angry. Mm. It's like, I yeah. did my work and we now I get it. to I get to do that for my daughter. Yeah. And it's great. Now she knows her title is the leader of the babies. <laughs> and we tell her we you we can't do this without you. Yeah. We can't do it without you. And she's like, I got it, mom. And the other morning she wakes up with a to-do list and at the bottom she has changed Sammy's diaper. She wants to change a diaper for the first time. I mean, it's just uh beauty from ashes, you know? Yeah. It's good. This is the season of giving, and it's so great to not only buy yourself fantastic beauty products, but give them away and know that the brand you're buying them from is giving back. That's one of the reasons I love Thrive Cosmetics. I know that I'm getting quality products and that cause that's in their name is there for a reason because every purchase supports organizations that help communities thrive. And right now, you get 45% off their Thrive Cosmetics holiday sets. Keep listening for more info on that. So the products that I have been using the most, I use their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You may have heard me talk about it before. It's the first vegan tubing mascara, and it is their best-selling product. It has more than 20,000 five-star reviews. And just like all their products, there's no parabens, sulfates, phthalates. It's 100% vegan and cruelty-free. For me, I love 
One, that it looks like extensions without the damaging glue or expensive salon prices. I have been looking for another product that does the tubing technology um, because for me, that means no clumping, no smudging, no flaking, and it comes off really easily. It slides off with warm water and a washcloth and no soap, and so my eyelashes don't break off. Another thing I've been loving lately is their Infinity Waterproof Eyeliner. I use it on days when I just want to real quickly put on an eyeliner, put on mascara, be done for the day. It is smudge proof. It lasts all day. It has high impact pigmentation. It's effortless. This mistake proof formula, it glides so easily onto my lid. And so if I'm in a hurry again, I can just like slide it on and look great. Also, like I mentioned, Thrive Cosmetics, it's bigger than beauty. Every product purchase uh, means that Thrive Cosmetics is going to donate to help communities thrive. They have over 300 giving partners across the country. So celebrate the season of giving. Try Thrive Cosmetics today. Right now you can get 45% off their best-selling products when you purchase select holiday sets by visiting thrivecosmetics.com forward slash D-M-A. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash D-M-A to start shopping for their holiday sets. One of the best gifts I've ever given my mom or my in-laws is the skylight frame. I'm telling y'all, the holidays are on the corner. If you are looking for the perfect gift, I'm not saying this without experience. I love giving this gift. And I've noticed my parents, my in-laws, they love it too. Because what it does is anyone in the family, so I have a sister-in-law in London, for my mom, my siblings are all over in every city in the South, they can just email a photo to the frame and it will show up there so easily. You can even preload the frame with pictures. It's a beautiful black frame with a white mat and they have two sizes, a 10 inch and a new large 15 inch frame. And you just set it up effortlessly in 60 seconds. Even if you're not there, your loved one can just plug it in and then use the touch screen to connect to their wireless network and enjoy. It is so easy. There's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you do not love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. It is so worth checking it out. And even they can hit the screen and love a photo and it'll send you an email to let you know that they got it and they love it. So as a special offer, you can get $15 off your purchase of a skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter the code D. M-A. That's right. To get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter the code DMA. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, promo code DMA. So now you're more out in public. Yeah, a lot. And I know as you write, and yeah. things are still coming up. Oh, yeah, and more pain is coming up. Yeah. How do you navigate continuing to heal? Because we're never fully oh, yeah. 100% never whole till we're in heaven. But yeah. how are you navigating that? Like what safeguards do you put in place sure. for yourself? Or Oh, 100%. Yeah. So many, first of all. Um, number one, we have a rule in our house that we will forever be in counseling. That looks different in every season. When I first started, I was went to counseling for two years every week. Then I went to a 16-week betrayal trauma group. And then I was like, okay, I think I can do like bi-weekly. Like I kind of put the, um, lifted my foot off the gas a little bit. Now, it, we really kind of, like in our family, we're really carving out little things that need to be healed. 
And we literally go at them like a checklist. Like, it's like, okay, you know what? I kind of have this thing. and I kind of have this mm-hmm. thing. I want to talk about my counselor about a healing strategy. Now we've kind of like gotten the foundation in mm-hmm. place. Now it's about upkeep. Mm-hmm. But the, the second thing, so we will forever be in counseling. The second thing is I don't talk and teach and lead from places that are not hopeful. I used to say I don't talk about things I'm not healed from, but then it made it seem like I just magically am healed from everything and Mm -hmm. then I can talk about it. But really the telltale sign for us that we can start to talk about things, like I can talk about my divorce, I can talk about some of the childhood things that happened to me, sexual abuse and trauma, because I'm hopeful about it. The things that I'm not hopeful about, that I'm still mad about, bitter about, that I just don't feel like it can get better, Mm. I don't talk about those things. I go do my work for those things. And there are plenty, there's two specific things I'm encountering about right now that I have not talked about publicly. And it's just because I'm I'm not there yet. I'm not hopeful about it. If I'm if I go on IG live and I start talking about it, people gonna unfollow me. They're gonna be like, okay, Tony's gone off the rails, sweet girl. We've all had that one person that's just talking about all their business and they mad. They're like, I hate him. Don't yeah. ever date. Bitterness. It doesn't come from a hopeful place. Well, they need to do their work. That's what's so happening. That was when we said the W's of sharing your stuff. There was the who and the safe people and the where. Yes. Is is when you and don't when? share publicly. When, yeah. Yes. Don't share publicly something you're still in process over Come maybe. On. And when is when it's at a hopeful place. I think yes. that's wise. At a hopeful place. Like, huh, this can get better. I'm feeling good about this. I've got some yeah. solutions and some guardrails and all the things. Yeah. So it's not those all are two tied really up. Things. It's no, like, no. cause we don't want to like Pollyanna to where we're not relatable Correct. and like, but I'm like, yeah, same- I'm done with that. I'm like, please, honey. <laughs> Anxiety still just revving up, pops up all over the place. I'm like, whoop, I'm sweating again. You know, here I like, am. Here, so, I am. here I am. So yeah, yeah, those are two things that we will forever be in counseling and we just don't talk about and teach about the things that we aren't hopeful about. Do you still have moments? I know you said you're better with um, Dylan, but I was, the other day I shared, and you know how it is, like you share your stuff mainly because you want to be relatable. Yeah. And also, like you're, in, you want to share like how you processed it. Sure. But then people all give you the advice, like you don't know anyway. So then you're like, why did I share? I'm, hey, a, I'm good. I'm straight, guys. I'm good. Thanks. I'm so good. Like, I'm you good. can get through this. I'm like, uh-huh. I, I did, I but did, okay. I did. But one of the things someone said because I was sharing, like I did do something wrong in parenting, but then I was feeling shame on top of it. You know, like oh, it sits oh, on the shoulders. Yeah. So. I was talking through how I was working through that shame and yeah. my strategies. And someone said, there are strategies for working through mom guilt and shame. Wow. So what are your strategies? Because oh, that's good. you may still slip into it, which 100%. is real. It's not yep. like you're never, ever. You're going to have a moment. Yep. What are your strategies when you maybe slip up not to let yourself go into a shame place? Yep. Shame spiral. That's a shame spiral. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Don't get in a shame cycle, girls and boys. One of the phrases that we have in our household is the story that I'm telling myself is. Oh, so good. Brene Brown did that. It's so good. It's super helpful. We we had it in marriage, but it applies to everything. And I'm not telling my daughter, like, the story I'm telling myself (laughs) is that you did that because you disrespect me and dishonor me and you hate me forever. Like, I'm not telling her that. But- when I get upset, because let me just tell you, I've got a strong-willed blessing mm-hmm. and she's got some fire in her and she just wants to argue. Like she just wants to push right. back. Like the, the desire is in her ODD. You can't, defiance you disorder. can't say something without the opposite being said. Always. Yes, I feel this in Always. my bones. Yes. Well, 
I've had to take a pause many, many times. Like mm-hmm. that's that's honestly the first thing I do. And I tell her, I'm like, Dylan, I'm a little frustrated right now. I want to take a pause so that I can come from a place of love. And I now those things I do vocalize because I need her to see how I handle my anger so she can handle her anger in those ways. Brilliant. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm gonna hey, take a pause so that I can respond in, in love. love. I'm writing this down. I'm writing this down. Do, 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 in the head. <laughs> then I literally go to God and I say, the story that I'm telling myself is what? What is it that that's revving up in me right now that is making me so angry with Dylan? Because I'm telling you, apparent rage is a different type of rage. Let me just tell you, them suckers, they'll push you to a different place, okay? This is, it's very wrapped up in a lot of things. It's so, and I've done, uh, Dr. Allison Cook has an incredible book and we've done part work, the different parts of our yeah, souls. I just met Jessica on and I was like, Listen, yes, the it family. Oh my, the internal family systems, it is divine there's a part of me there's a part of me <laughs> the manager there's a part of me yeah. that is feeling like a sense of manipulation yeah and i don't like to be manipulated because i've been manipulated before and my kid has manipulated me okay no she's not manipulating you and it so i feels really, like it she is feels because like she is and so that yeah. part of me is getting really defensive and very angry and she's going to red like yeah she's like i need to fight back and so i end yeah. up fighting my freaking kid and so that's but again that that's not to me it's helpful in parenting. It's a great strategy, but it really is just about healing yourself, recognizing where your weaknesses are. It really just starts with our humanity and who we are and how we get to heal. And then that just leaks over into our parenting as well. Cause I'll be doing it in a marriage and I've done it with my friends, okay? (laughs) Coworkers, all the things, but those are two big things. We pause. And then the story that I'm telling myself is what part of me is this like, pinging up against i need to go and talk then to her. you okay. and you make the mistake so you don't do the pause Ooh, child. So then how do you what do you say to yourself okay afterwards? this is good i have it i have it because this happened the other day um dylan was being so just so disrespectful to our nanny and it was just i like if there's one thing that just really gets me is her being rude to someone else it feels like bullying and it makes me really upset mm-hmm. And I definitely came downstairs and all my rage and glory. And I even like premeditated. I'm about to get in her face and tell her she better stop it. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And I did it. And obviously the guilt came in, the shame came in. And the nanny's like all wide eyed, like, woo, she just went off on her daughter. Um, and she's being broken, brave and broken. She's being brave and broken. Don't know why she got a book out, girl. Um, still broken. Still that's broken. All, that's the only things that we, we go in our head, right? No, we've never arrived. Thank you. Why? Why did? Why did? Why is someone going to read my? I'm a book? hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. Yes. I'm a hypocrite. I'm not doing this. All the things. Well, so what'd you do? I went into my little room and I prayed a little bit and I calmed down. And once I calmed down, I told Dylan because again we like name our things. I said I'm. I apologize. I really do not want to be a person that yells. I want to be better. I want to be able to calm down. That's why I take pauses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then I told her that I was really embarrassed that mm. I acted that way yeah. because I actually was. Yeah, I was embarrassed because I did it in front of the nanny and it just got really weird. And it's something, it's it's really beautiful what happened. I'm going to be honest with you. Dylan, first of all, she's like, it's okay, mommy. I love you. And then she said, you don't have to be embarrassed. I'm your daughter. Like, and I don't know why, but that just got me. Hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It just got me. You don't have to be embarrassed. I'm your daughter. And I think what she was essentially saying is like what we say to her, like, you don't have to be embarrassed. Like, this is your family. Like, we love you. And it's okay. Cause she always tries to sing. <laughs> she tries to sing all the time. And she's like, I'm just so embarrassed. I don't want to sing. And it's like, it's okay. We're your family. Like, you can we sing love in front you of no us. matter we what. We love you no matter what. And she was trying to communicate, like, she loves me no matter what. Aww. And I'm just like, freak, this kid is amazing. Yeah. But you modeled that. I modeled that. That grace. Yeah, that grace. Yeah. And then, Honestly, I just felt the feelings. Mm. I think one of the things that's hard for us is that this comes with numbing. We want to escape that bad feeling of guilt instead of just feeling it for a second, Mm. sitting in. Like, I felt really guilty. Like, I did something wrong. And I can differentiate guilt and shame. Like, guilt Mm. says I've done something bad. Shame says I am bad. I can say, you know what? I don't have, this doesn't have to attack my identity because shame is an identity attacker. But I can't actually just feel really guilty. And I'm just going to feel that. Yeah. I'm going to sit in that with God. Yeah. And if you need to tell a friend and that helps. Yeah. And not a friend that says, you don't have to feel that. No, 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 no. I did something wrong. Yeah. Someone who said, yeah. I feel guilty about it. Yeah. I was with a group of friends and it was like, maybe that was God's kindness. Uh Uh-huh. To learn something in a small way. Yeah. And not in a big way. Which I thought was really like good friend thing to say no like to say yeah i agree with you that wasn't that wasn't right no i agree i agree we can agree that wasn't maybe your best parenting move it wasn't but we but here's what i love when i have that community and i do i am so thankful yeah that god has given me a couple different places where i can show up especially Mm -hmm. when we're carrying the weight of a lot of people's stories yeah girl is to find that I can say those things, and uh-huh. this is Dr. Kurt Thompson, you know. Oh. And you can feel viscerally yeah. that it doesn't change how Kurt. they feel about oh, you. And that's what. Yes. That's that what Dylan was. Stay in the yes, room. Yes. And that's that what Dylan was extending us. to you. He was really trying like, to go, you don't have to be embarrassed. I'm your daughter. I'm your daughter. <laughs> like, extending to you, like, it doesn't change how I feel about yeah. you. Mm. And so that's the, again, the like, come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. It doesn't change how I feel about you to know yeah. that you come from yeah. a hard background, that you had yeah. to help when your mom was sick, that yeah. your dad was abused. That doesn't say, oh, man, I don't want to be with Tony. Shoo, shoo. That actually like endears me mm. to you. Oh. You know what I mean? It connects us in so yeah. many ways. It's like, oh, you're human too. Oh. Huh. Hmm. Imagine. Oh. Imagine that. Imagine Oh, my stars. No, I I am such a proponent of moms doing mm. this. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole we dumb mom it. alone because of my own journey of, I think it was, I was in this room after I had my panic attack because I was mm. so trying to hold it all together yep. and I could not let a single person mm-hmm. know yep. that I was struggling or that my kids, I was, they have bad behavior. Imagine. Oh, <laughs> Imagine. Gosh, No. No, I mean, someone the other day we were just talking about this Christianity is not a behavior management program. Oh, snap. That's good. My friend said it. And it's I said, not that a behavioral management program. It's not. <gasps> and then Somebody, got, you got to send me that because I need a quick No, this is just me at somebody. Bible study. This is just me. That the Bible study. This is just me at the Bible study. And then I found this quote from 2017. It says, God didn't come to make bad people good, but to make dead people alive. G.K. Okay. Chesterton drops the mic. Thank you and good day. But this oh, is it, right? Yeah, that's good. I just, 
okay can i be honest with you okay yeah. so the church christianity is like on one side right now kind of scary okay it's like mm -hmm. is everybody okay what's going on okay <laughs> church people right church peeps however yeah there is something beautiful that's happening yeah it is this like authentic grassroots like grassroots it is what it is we're kind of like shrugging our shoulders at this point we're waking up every day we're like lord don't let us mess this up because we're just yeah. doing the best we can and i yeah. just kind of am excited about it yeah i'm excited i even started um i was reading this article about fame and about celebrityism and how because things are so accessible like because you can just go on an app and get a private jet like fame is becoming dull a little bit oh, right. right like because it's just like I can, I can get a jet too like whatever you're talking about like yeah, yeah. and you could pretend you could i could be famous on instagram if i really just wanted yeah. to like i could just pretend because you can show your highlight reel and i i kind of love it because we're leveling the playing field a little bit and we're yeah. becoming more human yeah we're becoming just more like i mean even like the next generation they, they just they don't even want to dress up anymore <laughs> they're just like whatever i'm like doing my thing i'm so cheeky all the things and I just love it because I just think the more authentic we can become, the more I think we'll be able to give grace to people mm -hmm. when they make mistakes, when they show all their mess. Mm -hmm. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. Divorce, I, I get it, man. It's yeah. okay. Abuse, I've been there. Yeah. And so it's just good. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, I'm thankful for you and this combo and um, all the peeps to get your new book because <gasps> it's so book. good. Brave Enough to be Broken, How to Embrace Your Pain mm. and Discover Hope and Healing. Man, whoever buys that book is like, dang, they're they're really serious about their work. They're going to carry that. it on the beach. They're going to be like, look at me go. Look at look me. Look at me. This all is... broken. Breasting in the pain. I mean, it's. <laughs> I even write that in the book. I'm like... For you to pick up a book that's like embrace your pain, it means that you're ready. <laughs> yeah. Like you're ready to do you the hard work hit, of healing. Yeah. Yeah. And you probably hit rock freaking bottom. This and you're like, it. all right, it got to go up from here. Good Lord. Yeah. So yep. I love the, it. Yeah. Wave the white yeah. flag. Surrender. 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 Okay. So where do people find you? We'll put it all the links. Put all the links. Say it out loud. Okay. So it's on. So really it's Tony J. Collier on all the things like T-O-N-I-J-C-O-L-L-I-E-R website, Instagreasy, all the things. Um, and then the book is like everywhere books are sold. That's like the tagline, you know, hashtag everywhere books are sold. You can find it. You can find it. And we'll put a link. But it's gonna be good. Oh man. Thanks for coming into my little office that is now amazingly clean. I am I going to love my life now? I know. Don't Thank even you. like you have to leave out of here. Don't come back in here. No, this is like. Like, just I'm not going to mess like it this. up again. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Okay, well, thank you. <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. Thanks, y'all, for listening. I'm going to pray over us. Lord, I know that you don't leave us in our brokenness and the things that have happened to us and our trauma and the trauma that we're even causing, Lord. I pray that we would bring these things to you, that you are right there waiting and willing to heal what is broken in our lives and in our kids' lives and in our families, Lord. And I pray that we would be brave to share it with those around us who love us and who are for us and who are safe friends and family. And I pray that we would have wisdom to know um, what boundaries need to be set up with people in our lives and where we need to go for that healing, Lord. And I pray that um, as we interact with the people we love this holiday season, that we would be filled with your presence, that we would remember who you say we are, and that we would hold a posture of calm and curiosity so that we could not assume things of other people and also just offer the grace to others that you so 
abundantly offered to us. And um, I pray for each mom and dad listening that you would meet them right where they are, that you would direct their next step on where they get the healing that they need. And Jesus name, amen. Okay, y'all. Thanks for listening. This comes out the week of Thanksgiving, and I hope you have a just an encouraging time with your families that it's full of gratitude for what God has provided in this last year. And even if it's been a hard year, even if there's been suffering or challenges that you can see God's hand and his way through even in the hardest days. And if there are so many things to celebrate that you can celebrate those well around the table with the people you love. And I just am so thankful that y'all are here. Thanks for sharing the show with your friends and your neighbors and all the people I can see when you share. And it's such an encouragement to my heart. Thank you for supporting me. And I will meet you back here next week for our last episode of the year. It is with Felicia Masonheimer. We're going to talk about theology, y'all. It's going to be good stuff. All right. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.